Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Good morning and welcome to the conversation with Steve and Sean for Friday. Friday's conversation and we are into um, starting with a conversation that we are kicking off in and uh, so yeah time to hit the record button here we are and it's great to be with you again and hope you can follow with us right through until the end uh, because who knows what we come up with at the end of this who knows who knows but we started the conversation with talking about how languages, because uh, Steve was talking to me in Spanish, and I have no clue what he said, so all I could think of was that little mouse that um, that goes, Hebra, Hebra, uh, you know, what was that mouse's name that would go, um, Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. Yes, yeah. so that's all I could think of at that point in time, um, but uh, so Steve made the comment that, uh, you know, how you can get lost when, when we were talking Afrikaans in South Africa, that uh, he got lost within a few seconds of us talking because it's like totally foreign to him. So I feel the same way with Spanish. I should learn Spanish though. But anyway, um, and uh, because it's like the second language of America, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so, um, it's, um, so we were just talking about how tribes, tribes create cultures and each culture has a language that, you have to learn to fit into the into the culture of that tribe, and it seems like different organisations. Well, it's true, different organisations and different businesses, different churches, different ministries, all have a culture, a tribal culture that has its own language, in a sense that right. you've got to fit Dial- into. dialect. A dialect, yeah. And so what happens is, is like if you go to the charismatics, you've got to be speaking charismatic. And I'm not talking talking in tongues. You've got to be right, right. all this stuff. If you go to Word of Faith, you've got to be talking their language. Otherwise, you don't quite fit in. You know, you'll say something and you'll have 15 charismatic Word of Faith guys pouncing on you saying, you don't speak like that, you know. Um, yeah. And if, of course, if you go to the, if you go to one of the institutionalized churches, the, you know, the, the more mainline churches, and you talk charismatic word of faith there, they'll think you are an absolute heretic. So every tribe, everything, and that's why I'm very careful on how the terms we use, and Steve and I, we're talking about that right now. So the term you were starting with, Steve, you were talking about a certain... I was just saying, like, even the term elder... You say elder, because we were talking about kingdom culture. What we're talking, whenever you and I talk, we're talking from a perspective of how, how does the kingdom of God work? Not, not how does the church work, not how do these different organizations work or anything else. You and I are trying to figure out how to do this a lot of times. I mean, we don't have, like you've said before, we don't have all the answers. We're trying to dig for them and figure out, you know, the best of our knowledge and best of our ability, what the scripture says about it. What does God believe about this stuff? Right, right. So, but if I say the word elder from tribe to tribe or from church to church or from denomination, it means a totally different thing yeah. in every single one of those. And it's just, it's, it's tough when you and I just say something shorthand 
uh, like elders. Elders rule. Rule well the flock of God. Okay, that's great. What does that mean, you know, to in the kingdom culture? Right. Uh, we know what it means in the different cultures we've come from, but what does that mean in the kingdom culture? You yeah. know, rule well the flock of God. An elder has really no rule, or he's a board member, relegated to be a board member in some instances. Yeah. yeah. So... And what is an elder? I mean, even breaking it down to that, you know, the, the definition, the scriptural definition of what an elder is. Yes. Uh, because that's a totally different animal than, well, we can go ahead and make them board members. You know, we can go ahead and do this because the pastor is the one that rules. Yes. No, the pastor isn't the one that rules. It says the, the elders rule well the flock of God. Yeah. So it's just a whole, it has, it's almost like Babylon you know, Babel, the Tower of Babel, it's like our languages got confused. And we can't even, we can't even build the same thing because our languages are confused. Yeah. I'd say, I say elder and you think pastor. Yeah. You know, I say, um, I say deacon and, and you think uh, an usher in the back that greets the people. You know, I mean, it's a totally different like you said, uh, right at the very beginning, it's cultural difference. It's a, and we're we're finding out what the kingdom culture is, not just the, the culture of our little, our little microcosm of the society. So, anyway. Yeah, that, and that's exactly you know one of the reasons why, I I called the group kingdom leadership equipping, not just leadership equipping, simply because, it it comes with a. It's a kingdom mindset. It's a kingdom culture. And right. the kingdom of God, we, and this is where people really struggle. They think the kingdom of God is something that can tag onto another church event. Right. Or, or is like, you know, we're pressing for kingdom, but yet they're doing it as, as they've always done it in the, you know, in the world's way of doing things. And so when it comes to kingdom, we need to understand what is the culture of the kingdom of heaven on earth Right. So, so that's what Jesus said. Pray that the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth right. as it is in heaven. And so we're looking for the will, the purpose, the plan, the, the, the process, the constitution, the culture of heaven on earth. That's what we're looking for, not the other way around. And, right. so, and I've also been in those meetings. I mean, I've sat in meetings where, you know, I mean, one, one pastor said to me, I was in the elder meeting. What do you think of the of the um, elders? And I said, well, you know, what do you think of our eldership meeting? And they, you know, now I can either lie or I can tell the truth. What am I going to do? You know, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, if I, if I lie, I walk out here and everybody's happy and, and I'm still popular. But if I tell the truth, I'm in trouble. But here it goes, you know. And I said, well, you've got a great, um, you've got a great uh, board meeting going on here. I said, you're the CEO and this is all your, all your little, you know, lackeys. These people are all doing your bidding. This is not kingdom. And of course, I, so what do you mean? You know, and I said, well, the simple fact is, is that the Bible doesn't talk about a CEO I mean, there's a leading brother. There's a there is a leading brother amongst. But as I said, when when they become board members, that they've got no voice. They've got no. Uh, they cannot bring God to the table. They, you know, it's just like they cannot 
they cannot oppose anything you say because then they are in division. And so we, we, you've got you in the ruling factor and everybody else is just has to comply. It doesn't, that's not the way it works, you know? And of course yeah. I became unpopular at that point in time. So I see uh, you and I, and it might be just by definition because you know, you and I are still walking through stuff too, uh, even, even together on how to, say all this stuff right um there was only you know we were talking about the leading men in in uh you know here a couple times ago um but i've never been able to find a leading elder uh or a chief elder the only chief elder or chief shepherd and bishop there's only one so um to because there's a loophole there that we tend to grab onto that even though there are other elders, I'm the chief elder and it's still positional. It's still, and that's the tough part that, that I've seen with the struggle in that, um, in that definition as far as the chief elders type thing. Yeah. Um, because of that, issue right there once again it goes back to hierarchy this is my church i'm the chief whatever um and now i've got like you said i've got these guys that answer to me now i can see that um and and i'm just airing this right now i i can of course it's going out over the air i guess i am airing it but um (laughs) i can see like if if you have an administration of something Christ has given you something to do. I come alongside to help. Are you the chief elder or are you the administrator in that particular thing? Yes, you are. And I answer to that because I come alongside to help. I parakletos that. I, I'm a paraclete to that. So I'm coming alongside to aid and assist you. I'm a, I'm a helper in that particular thing. So, um, but that doesn't mean that you are that in every single situation. Because I will find, if the Lord gave me something to do, I know good and well. I know your heart enough to know that you will add yourself to whatever it is I'm doing, and and aid and assist that, and you will answer to the headship of Christ that that He's given me in that particular, in that particular, not setting, but that particular, um, what would you call it? Little deed that you're doing, or little. Uh, thing that you're doing uh, and that's the same type of thing with any type of elders plural is there certain guys that will be doing certain tasks the others will come alongside and help and then you know if somebody else has something else they're doing the rest of them will go and help him too so I guess for me and and I'm glad this came up because this is this is something to hash out that we we really do need to hash out what does the kingdom say about this stuff? Because I have my ideas, you know, everybody else has their ideas of what it's supposed to be. What does, what does Christ say about this stuff? What does his kingdom, how does his kingdom operate in that? And so it just kind of, uh, and that's what I want to find. You know I mean? That's my heart to find that. Cause I don't want to build another, I don't want to build another thing that, that we've got to tear down again. <laughs> I'm, tired. I'm tired of tearing stuff down. You know, I want to build. Yeah. And um, anyway, go ahead. I, you know, I, 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 for, for me, it's like, 
oftentimes we get embroiled. It's easy for us to get embroiled in the, in the technicalities and the detail. And right. it's like always step away and look at the big principle of it. You know, right, like, right. What, are the, what are the principles? What are the, the, the guidelines, but also what is the, the overarching principle that sets the pace on things? So we balance that with, with the, the truths or principles that Jesus taught regarding uh, leadership, regarding the team, regarding the disciples working together um, and that, it wasn't just for them. Obviously, it was for everybody. Right. He set he set a platform of of a model of how they are to function together, and he set that model. He gives them a strategy to carry. So he sets the platform, gives them a strategy, and that platform is that team is to build that on, on an ongoing basis. And then he gives them the strategy, which is go and make disciples. That's the strategy of doing that, then we go to the book of Acts and we see now the, the church is birthed by, from this platform into a whole now massive, on a massive scale. Right. So now right. we begin to look at, and I think what, what we can, what we need, the difference is here is one, we've got a, we've either got a mindset which is, um, the culture of the kingdom, or we got a mindset which is the Gentile mindset, right? And and within the context, because the Bible is not doesn't. I mean, the Book of Acts doesn't go A B C D E. This is the way it's got to be. You know, it it in it brings out uh, facets. We can see the practical application of the different facets of that working together, and how it's laid out. But we don't see. A formula in that sense. We don't see a, you know, I wish it was a blueprint model of right. You know, this is how it works. And so we've got different people that have had different insights into it. So for me, it's like, okay, let's just look at the practical um, application of what we've got here and how do we have the overarching principle of working into this. So we, we, we see Peter, Peter as a, a spokesman. He stands up with the 11, other 11, and he is the spokesperson for that. That's what I see. He's, but he, in principle, he says in 1 Peter chapter 5, he said, I am a fellow elder, not a superior right. elder, not an arch elder, um, not a superior elder. You know, he, and that I think is the, the thing that we, we can see. We see James in the book of um, in, in Acts 15 stands up and he's the spokesperson, but he says it was good to us and right. to um, the apostles, you know, is good, good to the elders, good to the apostles and to the Holy Spirit that we, so he becomes like the, the spokesperson. And, and that when I talk about leading, I, I mean that, you know, somebody that just sort of take, has that initiative of, speaking as representing the group, not, not dominating the group, not uh, right. being, you know, I'm the visionary. And I think that's, that's, you see, that's the Greek and uh, the Greek Gentile mentality as compared to a kingdom mentality is, and that's where it all starts because if our heart is not right, if our paradigm is not right, we'll read right. 
it doesn't matter what you put out there, everything will be filtered and read through that filter, my yeah. paradigm, my glasses. That oh. lens, yeah. So, so you know, you'll you say um, somebody is speaking for, and go, yes, you see, he's the archbishop. Yeah, you know? right, right. It's like, no, I, that's not what I'm talking about at all, because that Jesus did not infer that. And, of course, we, we will read what Jesus said, filter it through our paradigm and say, you see what I'm saying? I've right. heard, I've heard, Global leaders, global ministers, global whatever, televangelists saying that Jesus' staff was the 12. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, so these are my, this is my staff to help me fulfill my, well, that doesn't, that doesn't uh, comply or align with anything that Jesus actually taught. No. You know, and in principle. I'm saying so, so we can take words, we can take things and we can filter it through our paradigm to find anything we want, you know, and well, even that whole, uh, that whole discourse that they had, well, Lord, who will sit on your right hand and who will sit on your left when you come into your kingdom? Yeah. I mean, they started arguing amongst themselves about who's going to be exactly. positional in that particular thing. So well, they, they were cashing in on the fact that Jesus said, somebody is going to betray me. Yeah. Oh, there's more positions open. You know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's just the, that, that is yeah, exactly. And that's the, the, that's the crazy, that's the, you know, to me, that's uh, uh, who's going to be the greatest amongst us. You know, it's just like, um, well, nobody, um, you right. know, right. And, and so that's the premise I work off. Uh, you know, it's just for me, is it's like, okay, I understand that Jesus said, You'll call no man teacher. You'll call no man Lord. You'll call no man father. Because, you know, the spiritual fathers love to jump on that one and say, well, that was what Jesus said, you know, and that's right. not what he meant. Well, what did he mean if he said that, you know? <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is he, he, what he was saying is, in fact, in Galatians, Paul says, no man will be put in superiority over another man. That's what he was saying. Right. And so, um, uh, so we can't basically ever in any form or fashion ever uh, and i'm not talking about equalization or familiarization because that's right 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 you know thing that people use don't familiarize with me because then you'll equalize with me and then you will neutralize me you know it's just like well you know if you can be neutralized then so be it uh the fact of that is if you if you have the mandate you understand your gift you operate in your purpose and you and God, your source is in God. You know, it won't happen. It can't happen. Nobody can replace you. Right. Nobody can. Right. However, however, I understand. Is one of the fears I, I I think Steve that that leaders have today is that we've had a situation. They've had situations. The past has had situations where deacon boards and eldership boards rule. Uh, no, but rule not in a godly way. They take right. over. Right. So, and usually it's the guy with the most money that has the most. Well, work. exactly. And now, now the, the, the pastor becomes the hireling to them. He has to right. abide by their, you know, they just, and I mean, I, I've experienced some of that where people just are ugly, to right. you, just ugly, you know, say things about personal things about your, you know, about our, kitchen cupboards and about my wife's dress and, you know, and, uh, right. 
and uh, I love what one guy said. He said, um, your opinion doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> the guy says, like, how can you say that? He said, what, you know, who, when did God die and make you God, you know? So, <laughs> so it's just like, but I understand, I understand the implications, you know. So that transition is important to where, where eldership now stands together on, on, as, as a team. 